1: Hello, welcome to Sports Day, six o'clock on Australia Day. Hello to you wherever you may be, right around the country. Miles Fitzner with you, as I'm joined by the superstar of SEN, one of the great guys, Bryce McGain. Hello, Bryce.
2: Hey, Miles, great to catch up with you and. How good's this? Second time in what is it? A fortnight, maybe a week, ten days that we've caught up and been able to hang out together for a few hours.
1: There's something in it, and we're going to talk about great pairings after we talk to our next guest. So if you've got a good pairing, things that just go well together, oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen peas and carrots, cheese and crackers. McGain and Fitzner—that's what they're saying here at the SEN <laughs> station. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> hey, hey let, let's go. Let's go north to our great mate Adam White. Speaking of great blokes, he's our SEN cricket commentator up there at the Gabba, and he joins us. Hello to you, Whitey. Peas and carrots. Yeah. What? Bangers What's and mash. Peas
2: and carrots. <laughs> we just we're just stuck. They're talk- not on your plate, are they? Yeah. <laughs> Vanilla slice and chocolate Claire. Have, the, I, have the, I got you in that he's one, starting,
1: Whitey? Now you're starting to talk my language. Yes. You know these peas and carrots <laughs> business. <laughs> hey, Whitey, fill us in. Four for 50, Australia. Quajer on 13, uh, Marsh on 17. They had a lot of trouble with the tail, did the Aussies of, of the West Indies, and the Wendy's have come out and said, we're here to play. Uh, I, I still am coming to terms with what has happened. Um, it is quite
0: extraordinary. That half an hour up until the tea break where... Australia lost four wickets and you, you just could not see that coming from a mile away, considering, you know, the West Indies, considering Australia. Um, I think we're all interested to see how Steve Smith would go with, you know, overcast skies, a bit gloomy, a bit of drizzle about. With a brand new pink ball, how, how would he go? Clearly not very well. Um, but then after that, you know, lava shane and then green and then finally head just on the stroke of tea you know, being strangled down league side, it's just hard to hard to come to terms with, I think, because, you know, a lot of these questions we've got about this top order um, and the changes that have been made, we're not getting any answers yet.
2: No, well, we're getting some answers and it's not too positive at the moment from an Australian perspective. Let's rewind a little bit. Um, Australia's bowling, still unable to get that tail out, the tails wagging for West Indies. W- what happened? Why? Why wasn't Australia with these gun bowling attack, able to do the job? Well, it's been a bit of a pattern
0: through the summer, hasn't it? You they've bet. had trouble Yeah, they've had trouble getting the tail out. I, I think they get into this defensive mode a bit. Um, I don't think, you know, and Ian Healy particularly was very critical of the fields that Pat Cummins set to try and get the tail out. And I think you know, he felt, and I, and I tend to agree, that they made it too easy for the West Indian batsmen to just stay there as opposed to be forced into trying to play some shots. But I just think, you know, I felt this yesterday and, and again today, the Australians just looked a really tired group. A bit flat, you know, they're coming towards the end of their their test summer. They didn't have a lot of energy about them. They came out today and I think they just thought they'd get the last two pretty quickly and, and easily. It didn't happen. But there didn't seem to be much energy or imagination about the way they went about it. And that's why it was so surprising to see Australia lose those four wickets so quickly because it did look like the, the pitch was a batting paradise and that the ball wasn't going to do much. But with the West Indians, who clearly got buoyed by what happened in being able to get 311 from four for 65. The energy that they took into the field, it looked a totally different game of cricket compared to the, the sort of cricket that Australia had been playing.
2: What are you one of the best uh, pitchers analysts there are going around you would have been out there this morning ha- having a look at it there's keys he's got all sorts yeah. of utensils um but uh it, it's been cut to three mil which uh, i've never ever heard the gabber been cut that short i've got to tell you so they've given every favor i think to make this go a long way uh get additional days in there how did the pitch look this morning was it vastly different to where we were yesterday because was a pretty hot day
0: yeah, not really. I, it was pretty similar to, to yesterday. It's just a good batting pitch. That's yeah. what it is. And I think we all know that the pitch gets better to bat on in days two and three. It feels to me like it's an old-style Gabba pitch from the mid-90s. And talking to a few players that played during that time, that they, they felt the same. That was when you know we used to see a lot of really big scores of the Gabba. Yeah. And the other way of looking at it is that if you were saying that it felt like a bit of a one-day pitch... Um, that we would often see at the Gabba for day-night, uh, one-day cricket. So, yep. you know, that's why, again, it's so surprising to see the Australian top order struggle so much. The one thing that's certainly in the bowlers' favour is the the overheads. It's a very humid day here in Brisbane. Um, you know, I think the humidity's up sort of high 80%. Um, and as a, I think as a result of that, you know, the ball's doing a little bit more, but also there's just that little bit of moisture on the surface, so it's sort of skidding through a little bit more, which is why we've seen a few edges and, you know, edges have carried.
2: How do we see Australia get out of this? Um, obviously, a fair bit now rests on Mitch Marsh. Now, he did a rescue job in the Ashes, peeled off 100 when Australia were in, in trouble. Uh, will we see more of the same? Because the aggressive approach has been a bit challenging on the wicket and it could be your downfall if you're looking to push those drives too hard here.
0: Yes, but I don't think Mitch Marsh can do anything other than bat his natural way because when he's tried to be like a proper batsman in the past, it hasn't really worked for him. So um, I think he's just got to play uh, and I think Alex Carey and, and then into, Mitch Mar- uh, into Mitchell Stark, they've got to do the same thing. They've just got to play their game and hope that, that Usman Kawaja can hold it all together um, for the Australians and you know, they find a way to, to get themselves, you know, back into the contest. Clearly, they're behind at the moment. You 261
2: I mean? runs behind with four wickets uh, just,
0: out. Yeah, sorry. I was just – I thought Mitchell Marsh had just got out, but he hasn't. He's okay. Um, no, but, we'll, we'll, yeah, tell, think,
1: we'll tell you, Whitey, we've got it on the TV here, mate. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry. Smack <laughs> the cover
0: drive. <laughs> right. There you go. I thought he'd been dismissed. Um, yeah, but I think, I think to answer your question, Bryce, I think they've got to – They've got to bat their natural way, but Kawaja's got to hold it together. Uh and and, and look, the worst case scenario is if Australia is out, you know, early in the next session, then at least they've got a brand new ball to bowl to a West Indian top order that's pretty fragile. So I still think Australia will find a way to get themselves back into the game. But they've got to play a hell of a lot better than they've played for pretty much the entire summer. I think what Oh, there's a wicket. There is a wicket. Well, here we go. There's
1: live radio. And it is too. there you go.
0: Marsh is out.
1: <laughs> Five for 54. Marsh, well, live ready. radio. The joys. Five for 54, out for 21. Whitey, well, they're in disarray. I wanted to ask you before, well, we we'll let you go. You've <laughs> yeah, been generous with it. your time. and know you're jumping in the commentary box and your coverage on Essie and Cricket's been nothing short of outstanding. Uh, Whitey, what happens with the weather now? Uh, what's the forecast looking like? Are we ex- expected for tomorrow to be fine there was all this talk about the rain and we're only going to get one day. Who have you been talking to up there? And I'm sure Flem has got some weather lady's number and been messaging her asking her (laughs) for the forecast. Yeah, look, the forecast has definitely improved. You're right. The Days three, four and five,
0: I think they were expecting sort of 50 mils of rain each day. Um, Tomorrow now looks okay. Sunday looks to be the dodgy day. Monday looks all right as well. So based on how things are going, I'm not sure we'll be here on Monday. But as I said to you earlier, Miles, it's very humid up here. So you're never really sure. Um, There was a bit of rain before play. I wasn't sure we were going to start on time. And then pretty much the whole time, it's been this grey sort of feel to it that looks like any moment it's going to rain, but it just hasn't. So hopefully we can get through tomorrow. um, And then it's just a question of where we're at after three days. So I don't think there'll be too much more cricket needed to be played um, to get a result by the end of tomorrow night.
2: Tell us a little bit about this. Uh, well, he's in as a bowler, but his batting's been outstanding. Alzari Joseph. We've heard the, the, the longer story uh, of Shamar Joseph, but Alzari Joseph, he's a I, I serious like cricketer. Guy.
0: No, I really like this guy. I really liked him last summer. Um, the man with the yellow watch. Um, yes. But he bowls, he bowls quick. So he's mid to high 140s. He's getting really – he's sort of getting the bounce that Hazelwood's getting, but he's bowling at 10 kilometres an hour faster. Um, The challenge with him is it's a little bit like West West Indies in general. They've just got to sustain it for long periods. He has a a spell here and there that that is just lethal, but then he kind of drops away a little bit, and he did that in the second innings in Adelaide. So, you know, he's the the one that they're, I think, most concerned about. Shamar Joseph's the one they don't know too much about. And Roach is the one that's the different bowler to what he was when he first started playing for the West Indies. He's now just that sort of high 120s that bowls wide and length. And clearly that worked because he got three of the first four um, today. So I like the attack. Um, we haven't seen um, our man yet. Uh, uh, his name is Gacy. He got 50 in the first innings uh, on debut. Kevin Sinclair? Um, still, yeah, Kevin Sinclair. Sinclair. He's the one that bowls some offies. They're quick offies. I don't think he's necessarily going to pose too many problems. It's just, um, I think it's about these three fast bowlers to see whether they can continue to do the damage they're doing at the moment.
1: Whitey, I appreciate your time before you jump in the commentary box and I know how desperate you are to get in there because the wickets are falling and you can call them beautifully that we've (laughs) been seeing right throughout the summer.
0: I (laughs) am a bit worried I got a bit too excited before. I felt like I was calling it a footy match, but um, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know. I got off air and thought, geez, what have I just done? It was like a tornado going through the place, but anyway.
1: No, we love your work, Wally You go jump in there, mate. We'll flick on on the way home. Appreciate your time.
0: Thanks, Miles. Have a good show, guys.